0: I came across something from a guy who was our, one of our presidents. He was a Democrat, only a one-term president. And a guy, if you ever go to the museum of his in Georgia, will tell you more about his presidency than you probably learned in history books. And certainly, he did a lot more good that you don't hear from the right-wing conservative media. And I'm talking about Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, for those that felt he was a failed president, which he certainly was not, by the way, Um, in his post-presidency established, created Habitat for Humanity, building homes for people that can't afford them, making a true difference. And I think all of us on Facebook say that he is a great example of what a Christian is and claims to be a very strong, all-his-life church-going, Bible-boy Christian kind of guy. Former President Jimmy Carter has put at the center of his life and has made no secret about religion or about race. I remember reading some of the things that he had stated when he was running for president, even after he was president, how he had his first political job growing, you know, representing an all African-American district and, you know, how he and his wife Rosalind, you know, lived in that district. He also knew a lot of people that had worked with his father, and his father wasn't going to make, you know, give things to him on a silver platter. He had to, you know, work alongside people entry level and work his way up. And those people that worked for his father entry level overwhelmingly were African-American. So Jimmy Carter has put religion and racial reconciliation at the center of his life. He's been on a mission not only for himself but politically and historically in his presidency prior to and after, to heal a racial divide. There's a racial divide among Baptists, of which he is one, and a racial divide in our nation. He wants to help the country soothe rifts, and he believes these rifts are getting worse and worse. Yesterday, former President Carter was interviewed, and at the time, President Carter spoke of a resurgence of open racism. Here's what he said, quote, I don't feel good except for one thing. I think the country has been reawakened the last two or three years to the fact that we haven't resolved the race issue inadequately. He said that Republican animosity toward President Obama had a heavy racial overtone. And he said that Donald J. Trump's surprisingly successful campaign for president had, quote, tapped a waiting reservoir there of inherent racism. I want to repeat that again. Former President Jimmy Carter said Donald J. Trump's surprisingly successful campaign for president had, quote, tapped a waiting reservoir there of inherent racism. Now, former President Carter conducted telephone interviews to call attention to a summit meeting that he plans to hold in Atlanta this fall. What he wants to do is bring together white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Baptist to work on issues of race and social inequality. He's a Democrat. He was our 39th president. He grew up on a farm in Plains, Georgia. Many of his friends were black children employed by farmhands of neighbors and his father. He was raised a Southern Baptist. He was the first president of the United States to refer to himself and call himself a born-again Christian, and he brought national attention to the evangelical movement. He said the election of President Obama was a hopeful sign, and added, quote, I think there's a heavy reaction among some of the racially conscious Republicans against African Americans being president. He said recent reports show high unemployment and incarceration rates among black people, quote, combined with the white police attacks on innocent blacks had reawakened the country to the realization that racism was not resolved in the 60s and 70s. He said Mr. Trump had violated, quote, basic human rights, when he referred to Mexican immigrants as criminals and called for a ban of Muslims entering the country. He said quote when you single out any particular group of people for secondary citizenship status, that's a violation of basic human rights. Former President Carter also won the Nobel Peace Prize in two thousand and two for his work with the Carter Center in promoting human rights and democracy in many countries throughout the world. Asked of him why polls showed high support among evangelical Christians for Trump's candidacy, President Carter, an evangelical himself, said, quote, the use of the word evangelical is a misnomer. I consider myself an evangelical as well, and obviously what most of the news reports thought were evangelicals are conservative Republicans. They have a heavy orientation to right-wing political philosophy, and he obviously is a proponent of that concept, referring to Trump. He pointed out that evangelicals in the Southern Baptist Convention had aligned themselves with the Republican Party and organized the Moral Majority, a conservative Christian political group only in the late 70s, by the way, and that's when he was president. He announced that he was leaving the Southern Baptist Convention back in 2000 because the denomination solidified its turn to the right and declared that it would not accept women as pastors. Carter founded the New Baptist Covenant. He reached out to black and white Baptist associations, many of which had split By the way, they split over slavery. That's how many years ago the split went. And nearly 15,000 people from 30 Baptist associations attended that meeting, the founding meeting, back in 2008. Now, Hannah McMahon is executive director of the New Baptist Covenant. It's a group that's been in a pilot phase for the last two years. She said black and white churches formed partnerships called Covenants in Dallas, and Macon, Georgia, St. Louis, Birmingham, Atlanta, and the process is painstaking, she admitted. She said, quote, What this has given me is an appreciation for how deep the divides are, and this is the kind of work that will not happen overnight. The work is especially challenging in this climate. That's what Reverend Raphael Warnock said, senior pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. That's the church where Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was once a pastor. And Ebenezer Baptist is participating in that new Baptist covenant. He said, quote, This is a dark moment in our national conversation. Those of us who understand that we are better together Had better raise our voices because there are others who are trafficking in theater, in paranoia, and they ply the trade of fear as part of their political craft. He also said, I'm much more fired up than discouraged because the ugliness of the rhetoric we're seeing in this election cycle really just brings into sharp focus the ugly underbelly of bigotry that has always been there. Former President Jimmy Carter is 91 years of age. Last year, he began treatment for cancer that had started in his liver and spread to his brain. In December, he announced doctors found him cancer-free. He's still receiving treatments uh, for a metastatic uh, melanoma. And yesterday, he said he is feeling well. But he said, and I must repeat, that Donald Trump's success has tapped a waiting reservoir there of inherent racism. I don't think it's any coincidence in the timing That after we have had our first black president in this nation, not just for one term, four years, but for two, for eight, that we've had groups like the KKK resurface and increase in membership. And that these groups like the KKK support Donald Trump. Now, don't get me wrong. Not everybody out there is a racist. I'm not even sure Donald Trump is. I think he just says outlandish things. What scares me more than Trump are Trump supporters who believe a lot of this racist rhetoric. When he said Mexico does not send us their best and talked about rapists and murderers, he never said illegal immigrants or those who came here illegally. When he says, well, you know, there should be a ban on Muslims, he didn't say there should be a ban on Muslim people coming from Muslim nations. He said on Muslims. So would that mean that if you're coming from Ireland and you're Catholic or Protestant, you get in, but you're Muslim and you don't? Hmm. I saw on Facebook today somebody who said, Jews against Trump was the sign. We've been down this road before, and we know how it ends, and we don't like it. Some people may think that Trump is harmless, and some people care more about the party and Republicans being in the White House than having a Democrat, whether it's Hillary, Bernie, or anybody with a D next to their name. I get that. We as Democrats say, hey, Hillary or Bernie, anybody, any Democrat, any blue, anybody but Trump. But it's not really just about Trump with what we're talking about and what former President Carter has spoken of. It's about the mindset behind this. Today in Austria, a president has won who is part of a liberal Green Party. But he came very close, neck and neck, just like I think, and we're seeing Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton will be in November, with a guy who is very anti immigrant. And Austria has some very ugly roots, not only agreeing with Germany, with the Holocaust, but Hitler having been born there. And that mindset, the anti-Semitism, the superiority of the white race, that mindset. Now, sure, there are people out there who think that, hey, all these illegal immigrants coming into the country are taking our jobs, but that's just not true. And there are people that think that, you know, refugees coming here, that everybody's going to be cutting their heads off, and well, that's just not true. That there'll be an increase in crime, and, and that's just not true. And that there there will be, uh, you know, an economic depression because these people will take the jobs or they're going to feed off our government systems of welfare or food stamps or Medicaid. And I do think that whether the next election cycle or the one beyond that for president in four years or eight We will see these things aren't true, and that Syrian refugees and Mexicans coming here, people with brown skin, won't be as scary. Also because we'll be getting closer to those people being the majority and whites being a minority. And I think that's another fear. I think Donald Trump taps into fear. And I agree 100% with former President Carter's comment that he has tapped a waiting reservoir there of inherent racism. I think Donald Trump has said it's okay for you to just say you hate brown people. It's okay for you to say and think and feel that all Muslims are terrorists. Maybe they are. Let's stop them from coming here, damn it. Yeah. Donald Trump legitimizes, in my opinion, the ignorant, prejudicial, bigoted, racist-minded people in this country. And we have far too many of them. And I think it stems from fear. And stupidity. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'd love to hear your take. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Former President Carter said Donald Trump's surprisingly successful campaign for president has, quote, tapped a waiting reservoir of inherent racism. Do you agree with this? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. President Carter also says that Republican animosity toward President Obama had a heavy racial overtone. Agree? Is he right? 8886 Leslie 8886537543 Now regarding race is Trump just bluntly saying what Republicans have been using coded language to imply over the past 8 years in other words has Donald Trump just released Republicans from their political correctness they say no more political correctness. Isn't that code speak for call a spade a spade? 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Is the racism that former President Carter speaks of being fueled as a result of whites transforming from a majority to a minority by 2054 the latest in this nation? 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Carter said Trump violated basic human rights. When he referred to Mexican immigrants as criminals and called for a ban on Muslims entering America, do you agree with him or disagree on this? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Does it disturb you that leaders of the KKK and white supremacist groups are supporting Donald Trump's candidacy? And he seems to be embracing them, and so do his supporters. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And if you support Donald Trump, are you okay standing next to a guy in a white hood? With a Trump for President sticker? If you feel that way too? 8886 Leslie, 888 653 7543. Jimmy Carter this fall is holding a summit to bring together white, black, Hispanic, and Asian Baptists to work on issues of race and social inequality. Should there be more religious groups doing the same thing? And non religious as well? 8886 Leslie, 888 653 7543 is the number. Because I got to tell you, I got, you know, they say what would Jesus do? He would not build a wall, in my opinion, and he would not impose a ban, and he would not be spreading messages of hate. Amazing, the Family Value Christian Party has somebody who is completely opposite Christ's actions and teachings, then <laughs> running for president, representing them with a big R on his chest, and they're all bowing down and worshiping him. I thought that was idolatry. Anyway, 888 6 Leslie, 888-653-7543, back after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Tuesday. Welcome, welcome back. Only true Democracy in talk radio of four and by you, the people. Uh, let's get to the calls. And we started out with Paul in Washington on Line 3, listening on Progressive Voices. Do you agree with Jimmy Carter's assessment of uh, what Donald Trump has brought out in our nation, Paul?
1: No, I no, I do. As a matter of fact, I think that that is a, uh, a phenomena that exists in a number of societies throughout history. And certainly, that describes uh, what happened in Nazi Germany. Is uh, the the uh, Third Reich holding Jewish people responsible for the, what happened to them in World War One and their their loss and having to pay reparations under the Treaty of Versailles? So. Yeah, I think it's a, the it's a right fruit in almost any society. It just has to have the right conditions. Uh, I've, something I've noticed, though, is that the Republicans now uh, coalescing around Donald Trump are also doing something else. I, I've noticed this in a number of conservative talk shows where they are. Now taking the tack that <laughs> I have to laugh, it's kind of like any demographic that might be useful to them in winning, in winning a national election, they will certainly try to trash that relationship right off. And declare that, oh, these issues are illegitimate, whether it's racial, uh, for instance, uh, uh, overuse of force by police on on blacks, or whether it's LGBT issues, or whether it's uh, gender issues such as uh, equal pay for women. These are all just illegitimate issues. There's no no such thing. There's no such complaint uh, need exist. For instance... Where uh, with regard to police uh, brutality on, on unarmed black young men, they'll say, oh, there's no racism in this in this country anymore. Oh, that's long since passed. At the same time, they'll turn around and in the next segment say, oh, racism has increased a great deal under Obama. <laughs> it's just like, so they're talking about both sides of their mouth. And, of course, that's what Donald Trump does. He, he, he's got more than two sides. He's got a lot of sides of his mouth that he can talk out of. So, yeah, I think that, I think that Donald Trump is revving up the race, racism and bigotry, and there's always going to be a segment of the population that will respond to that.
0: And we've seen, and we've seen that, Paul. Thank you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue. Thank you, Paul. If you're holding, hang on. Join us if not. Eight 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 six. Leslie. We're back. We're talking about Jimmy Carter, former President Jimmy Carter. If you just tuned in and said, "What? Why are we talking about Jimmy Carter?" Well, because actually he made an observation about Donald Trump that I agree with, and I think a lot of you do as well. He said that Donald Trump's success has tapped a waiting reservoir of inherent racism. And I want to know if you agree or disagree. 8886 leslie eight 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 Let's go to Mel in Syracuse, New York, Line 4, listening on WNYY. Mel, good afternoon.
2: Hey, how you doing?
0: Good. What, so,
2: do, you, what do you think? Uh, for- well, full disclosure, I'm a, I'm a black man, and so as a result, I try and check my bias. Okay. But i got to tell you, um, <laughs> it's getting getting harder and harder. And, for example, so when, when uh, President Obama ran for office, all you heard was inexperience, inexperience, right? And then uh, his second term, he ran against Mitt Romney, and folks are still saying he doesn't have the experience. And I'm like, wait, he's the incumbent. He, of course, he's the only one who has presidential experience. And now we got the Republicans coalescing around Donald Trump, and I'm just like, okay, where's the cries of inexperience? And you don't see it. So it just, it's kind of, you know what I mean? I don't know.
0: Well, I'm, I'm wondering, there's never been, I mean, a congressman yelled out when President Obama spoke, liar. I will never forget that. And I'm a white woman. And I thought, whoa, if that isn't racist. I mean, when you had the face of the president on the body of a monkey on a porch in a cartoon. Yeah. Um, I mean, likening people to Hitler, it happened with Bush. It's happened with Obama. But uh, there are just so many things that, you know, uh, racially um, ha- have been, you know, out there. Uh, and, 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 and when you look at the support of Trump and the things, I mean, not just it's not code. Trump is just saying it outright. Um, I, I I mean, you tell me you're, you're a man of color. Do you think that the whites in this country have the living bejesus scared out of them because they know the day is coming when the black man, the brown man, uh, every other color man except for white man is going to be in charge?
2: No, I, I honestly don't think that. I just think that there's a subset of this country that's got some power. They've got loud voices. And, um, I mean, just think, Mitch McConnell. What, what was it? Inauguration night, or I mean, the night the results came, in, he says, "Hey, we're going to do everything we can to make them a
0: one." It's our goal, and, and, it's our goal, right? It's yeah, our goal. So,
2: I uh, guess, man. But I, I, honestly, I want to believe that America as a whole doesn't think the way that a lot of folks do. So, I still have hope for us.
0: Now, you have hope, but you 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 agree with President Carter's belief remarks? I I'm.
2: You know, like they say the writings on the wall. I'm starting to see it clearer and clearer.
0: And, and, and do you? Those,
2: I'm almost in denial, but yeah, yeah. I see do it. you
0: think that will bring more people out to vote for if it is uh, Hillary uh, Hillary Clinton uh, as opposed to Donald Trump because of his rhetoric?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, the flip side is also true. But I, but I also believe that there's probably more with us than with them. So as a result, yeah, I think.
0: Well, God, for uh, me, God. my, my for, for 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 me and uh, my brown son's future, I certainly hope so. Thank you for your call. I appreciate thank it. You. Um, yep. uh, th- thank you for that. Um, Huzzley, it, I just
3: want to say really yeah. quick. I, I think that's such a good point. I I had thought about that in the back of my head, but never been a- had never been able to articulate it well about the the how he's right. It started with okay, you know, he's only been a one-term senator. He doesn't have enough of. Ex- Experience. Then it was, even though he was an incumbent and had been president for four years, he didn't have enough experience. Like in the private sector, Romney had more political experience overall. Now it's like, oh, experience is a bad thing because the Democrat has it, and we Republicans are now happy that this person has no experience. So, Or
0: is it is it code for he's a black guy, just like exactly. with Hillary, it's code for uh, she's a woman. Because when Donald Trump says she's not experienced and even Bernie Sanders um, said— I mean, I'm, so, I'm like, are you kidding me? She was a senator. She was secretary of state. She ran for president before, and it's not like she lost the nomination in a landslide. No, She I, got millions of votes in support, and she's already won caucuses. She's the first woman ever. If she goes to her grave tomorrow, she won, is the first woman ever, and could be for a long time, to win the Iowa caucus. She's also after Eleanor Roosevelt only the the first first lady in modern times to try and get involved with legislation and provide health care and not just pick out the China as she you know and she got in a lot of you know, a lot of guffers saying that she didn't want to, what, you know, stay home and bake cookies or whatever. It's a false talking
3: point. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's continue with the calls. Thanks, Mark. Good point. 8886 leslie Eight 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 537 Let's go to Michael in the Bronx line, too. Michael, I know that you also are a black man. You shared that with us uh, before. What's your take on what uh, President Carter has said?
4: 100% spot on for President Jimmy Carter. And he being a Christian... He really defines what Christianity is. As you kept um, questioning, Leslie, what would Jesus do? And you have laid out what Jesus would not do. And those are the things that Donald Trump and a lot of these Republicans who claim to be Christian have been doing. And, in fact, there's a name for Donald Trump and so-called Christians like that. Those are the Pharisees of today. Now, the thing is with Donald Trump is that, yes, he is inciting racism, and he's pretty much exposed what a lot of these Republicans have been doing for the past eight years, rhetoric and action-wise. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer right there. And um, when you're going to constantly say Obama's a Muslim, which he's not, you're going to call him an Arab, which he's not, and, um, saying that all Mexicans are bad, which is false, or black people are bad, which is false. I can keep going down the list and it hurts. It hurts. to me. like just look what happened yesterday with the Freddie Gray case. I'm seeing Facebook posts saying Freddie Gray got exactly what he deserved. And people didn't even follow the damn case. It's just like back in the OJ case for heaven's sake. Whether or not you think OJ did it, there was already a rush to judgment saying he's the killer, he's the killer. You even see or hear one shred of evidence against black person the white cops correct always support the police officers the black people brought this on themselves they are thugs they are criminals they are violent every single false rhetoric you can hear so as yours truly michael from the bronx happened to be walking down the street at almost 49 years of age and i get shot i'm totally in an arm and i get shot dead by We thought he had a gun. We prepared for our Now, lives.
0: you were in the wrong neighborhood, right, Michael? But <laughs> yeah, These
4: are the yeah. same Republicans that keep saying, more guns, more guns, Second Amendment rights. I mean, come on already. I know what's going on. I wasn't born yesterday. So, Republicans, right-wing racists, stop blowing smoke up my
0: rump. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Hallelujah. I think I was taken to another car. I don't want to go to break on the rump. Comment. Let's go to Dave in Humboldt County, uh, listening on KGOE on Line 2. Dave, good afternoon.
3: Well, I myself am no kind of a uh, born-again anything. I am a nonbeliever. Uh, I, I feel that most of the neocons that have power have a built-in excuse. Things are the way they are because of some divine
4: force of power
3: that's has it that way? Wants it that way. And I think Jimmy Carter was a rare exception. He, despite his faith, grabbed uh, his uh, ladder and tools and went out to try to correct the wrong that he saw. And I think that's a wonderful quality about the man. Uh, that wasn't the subject on which I called you, but it is. Uh, and I do admire and respect Jimmy Carter and find him. And his beliefs be more an exception than the rule.
0: I would I would agree with you. I will you know a very powerful statement when you know Gandhi said that he went into a church and he liked Jesus and he was interested in Christianity, but he said regarding Christians he could not find Christ among them. And I, I agree it's one of the reasons I love Christianity. I think Jimmy Carter exemplifies um, what at least biblically a Christian outline of a Christian should be. I agree with you. Thank you for your call, buddy. Always good to hear from you. Let's continue. 888 6 leslie 888 7543 In Albuquerque, Jeff joins us listening on KABQ. Hey, Jeff, good afternoon.
5: Hey, Leslie. I just wanted to call in and uh, ask you, I guess, to clarify something that you said earlier. And I don't mean this as a criticism, but you were talking to a caller, I think it was maybe two ago. You said something about were white men afraid that in the future they would essentially be excluded from power. Now, I think you were referring to the fact that sometime around, I think, 2050 or so, we'll have, uh, I believe, a majority-minority population in the country. And I, for one, you know, as a white male, think that's a good thing, and that'll be great. And hopefully it'll be a more inclusive system. But I don't see it as necessarily leading to a preclusion from power of all white males, unless you're meaning to suggest that, I don't know, will all white males be barred from government or...
0: No, don't but, that's but you men, mean, but... no, no. no. I mean, you know, majority rules. Right. And and the one of the reasons that uh, white males, even though they're not majority women are, but the, the whites certainly have had uh, more opportunity and have had the upper hand. You can't deny the fact that there's power in uh, those numbers. I do think and I know that there are some black uh, there are some whites, excuse me, that are uncomfortable with the fact that the dynamic of. Um, for, you know, their entire lives and history uh, of this nation, um, that the whites prior to, you know, coming here with the Native Americans, you know, this is their country, um, but that, that, that the, the white man, if you will, uh, you know, has been um, the, the majority and, and therefore has been able to... Look, if you have the most numbers and you have the most land and you have the most money, then you control those others. The haves are a majority of whites. The have-nots the, ha- the have are disproportionately not white in this country. So to, to look just at numbers, do you think it's any coincidence that we have an increase in groups like the KKK, which were co- almost completely gone just a few years ago?
5: I don't know. I haven't seen evidence of that. But I guess what I'm saying is it sounded like you were assuming – that somehow all white.
0: No, you're people, splitting hairs. You're splitting hairs. I'm saying that I think that the support of Donald Trump, in my opinion, and and the reason his rhetoric is so sits so well with so many people, okay, who claim to be Americans. If you're an American, in my opinion. And you know you you know you you think that you know we want to make America white again. Well, that's what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing make America great again. I'm hearing make America white again. Let's build a fence. Let's keep out Muslims. Let's keep out Mexicans, both of which are not considered to be quote white. Um, th- that's problematic to me. It's not only not American. It's certainly not Christian or any kind of family value. Uh, hatred is certainly not a family value. And uh, you know we we've been down this road before in this country. And you know. Uh, and segregation didn't work, as painful as it was. Integration did, and yeah, do we still get some bumps and scrapes and bruises? Yes. However, we are we exemplify how a multiracial, multicultural, multiethnic, multi-religious society can coexist and can thrive. We're the largest well, we country in right? the world that that world that does that. So I do think there's a lot of fear. One, I think fear of the majority of white changing in 2054 by the latest. Two, I think fear of terrorism is if every Muslim coming here is going to blow something up or cut somebody's head off. Three, I think fear economically, whether they fear that foreigners are going to come in, whether in the, the form of a refugee from Syria or somebody from Mexico, legally or illegally, by the way, and taking their jobs uh, you know, uh, living off of our social systems, ruin our economy and putting us back into a recession or worse yet, a depression. I think all of that on the heels of a black man elected not to one but two terms is f- has fanned the flames of hatred. But the hatred had to have been there. I don't think I don't think people just woke up feeling like this. And and it's not, by the way, just Republicans. There are Democrats that support a Muslim ban. There are Democrats that support building a wall. There are Democrats that, that that support not just securing our borders but closing our borders. And as a Democrat that saddens me. Fortunately, it's nowhere near the numbers of Republicans that do. So again, to your point, am I saying oh they'll the oh oh the, the black man's gonna be in power, the white man won't? No. But there will be a shift as decades go forward. And that, that will be undeniable, just as right now, there is a shift in power among the latino population you know some very different attitude toward muslims and one of the reasons is they are 15% of the population which contributes largely to an economy and they hold political office and when that starts happening with hispanics and we're seeing that when you when you control when you get involved politically and you're controlling commerce whether you're buying or selling you are forced to be reckoned with and that is economics 101, and then break it down by demographic. And that all comes under that umbrella of fear, and I think that's what feeds into this. I mean, quite, quite frankly, I'm sorry, but if you, if, if you just sit there, put your politics aside, and really listen to what Donald Trump says, it's embarrassing. And the rest of the world is looking at us as such. This is a man I running for president you, of the United States.
5: The point I'm trying to make, though, is that Donald Trump doesn't speak for all white men. I happen to think he's a disgrace to this country, and I would say Hillary Clinton probably speaks for me more than any other candidate in this race. I know,
0: I know, I, I understand that. But the the reality is, if you look at the you look at the demographic of who is not just in the polls supporting Donald Trump, but voting for Donald Trump in primaries and caucuses, state by state, overwhelmingly male, overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly.
5: That's true of Bernie Sanders as well, though, if you exclude the youth vote.
0: Oh, oh, Bernie Sanders? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. the
5: New York Times just did a piece about that. It was two mm-hmm. days ago, I believe, by yeah. a Princeton political science professor and a Vanderbilt. No question, but but, it,
0: but, it, but you understand you're going all over the road here, and you're not going back to your original point. Bernie Sanders is not speaking to people who I believe are um, reacting in fear. I think Bernie Sanders supporters are reacting to change and view what they do and believe as part of a revolution, if you will. Now, maybe Donald Trump's people think it's a revolution. Bernie Sanders is not saying, let's make America great again and America sucks and, you know, let's keep these people out and these people out. It's it's completely different rhetoric, different kind of voter and different motivation.
5: The demonization of the other, nonetheless, whether it's the one percent or it's the other is in a minority.
0: I hear you, but you called about the the, the remark I made about the white majority and I stand by that remark. I understand what you're saying, but eventually, and the Hispanic population, if you want to call it brown, is growing faster than any other population in this country. And when you have more and more and more and more people of a certain race or ethnicity or even religion, they will eventually have more of the power. And that's frightening <laughs> to somebody that's you know, been in charge for a long time. We'll be back. Welcome, welcome back. Only to Democracy in Talk Radio. Let's go to the calls. Reggie in Georgia, Line 5, listening on Progressive Voices. Good afternoon. What do you say?
6: Well, I, well happy, uh, happy tuning to you and the rest of your calls and listeners, too, Leslie. But what I have to say, that I have to reiterate what Michael from the Bronx said earlier. I agree with Jimmy Carter 100% that uh, Donald J. Trump is a racist, sexist, and all the other isms or phobia that he has among him. And as you said before, for the last eight years or for the past eight years, President Barack Obama has been attacked by by not by not only people like him or other conservative politicians, but by uh, hate talk radio and TV talk shows themselves too. As well, they've done their fair share of uh, racism among, against him too, you know, and they've attacked him too as well. And we can't ignore that or absorb it or overlook that that fact. And uh, he's. He sat there and took it without any pushback from him, but we've done a lot of pushback ourselves to protect, I mean, to defend and support and possibly protect him from all these uh, negative attacks that he's been getting over the years, which is unwarranted and unnecessary, and it's just plain, well, stupid and irrelevant and unwarranted. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep. Yep. Now I hear you. Um, Let's uh, share some tweets. Thank you, Reggie um uh for your call there's so many people talking about different things we have so many things on twitter um let's see uh tweets he displays trump a lack of human decency but his words are protected if he acts on them he'll be violating human rights and by the way he doesn't have the power to without congress and congress ain't gonna put a ban on muslims when you're trying to get muslim nations to write checks put jets in the air and help you defeat isis and other terrorists are you kidding me um (laughs) Let's see. Um, Queen uh, Quag says comparing Trump to the vicious racist and segregationist George Wallace is totally unfair. Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, Frank tweets one person's hate is another's virtue. Really? I don't find any hate to be of virtue. Um, And the list goes on. I'm Leslie Marshall. Hey, check me out on uh, Hannity tonight. I will be on Sean Hannity's television show, 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. Tomorrow, you can catch me on The Real Story with Gretchen Carlson, 2 p.m. Eastern and back here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hope you'll be listening. Thank you to Mark and Andrew. All of you have a great and safe evening.